Hey, how's it going? I got some time today because the kids went into the city and uh, yeah, I'm just left here suddenly with a lot of time on my hands. So I'm going through this um, uh, YouTube channel I've been studying a lot of, which is called Music Interval Theory Academy, and I'm going through their videos. Um, I don't want to pay for the course yet, but or I might never, I don't know, but the videos are really interesting on YouTube. Um, and I don't know what videos to go through, but I'm just randomly going through them all. And I found one called um, Guitar Hacks, Why You Should Use Substitute Tones in Chords on the Guitar. And this was actually pretty useful because it's a different way of looking at triads and the different ways you can um, substitute notes in a triad. So to keep it simple, I'm just going to talk about the three small strings on the guitar, the uh, G string, the B string, and the E string. And um, this is what this guy was talking about here. So you can, he has a really clean way of uh, substituting it. Uh, it's a two for one, a th two for three, four for three, seven for one, four for five, six for five. That doesn't make sense now, but you'll understand in a second. So if you take a D triad, which is like this, if you take your pinky, that's two for one because the two is the D and the one is D of course. So, so if I was to uh, show you the tablature for the top three strings from lowest to highest, it'd be two, three, two, which is just a D triad, and then two, five, two. You get that? So that's a two for one. Then he moves on to say a two for three, which is. So you're just introducing. Uh, so two for three. So two is the D, two is the E, sorry, and the three is F sharp. So if I was to tell you the tablature form again, it would be two, three, two, and two, three, zero. So two, three, two, and two, three, zero. That's two for three. Okay, then he moves on to say four for three. Okay, so four for three. I think he made a typo on the video because I think he put the wrong tablature up. But anyway, this is very simple. It's just a... Everybody knows this, it's a sus four to three. So four being the G and two being F sharp. So if I was to write this in tab form, like I've always said before, it's two, three, three, and two, three, two. So everybody knows this, that's four for three. Um, then he says seven for one. So he goes. So what you have here is seven being C sharp up to the D, which is the one. So, so first it's two, three, two, which is a D chord. And then it's one, sorry, the two, 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 which is D, you know, you can think of it like a D major seven, I guess. But anyway, that's a seven for one. Um, then he's got a four for five, which is really interesting. It's got the G on the bottom. So of course, four being the G string and the five being the A, which is two, right? Okay, so if I write this in a tab form, it's zero, three, two. Okay, and that's four for three. And then uh, you have six for five, which of course introduces the B, 
down to five, which is the A. So it's so that's like a B minor actually. So in tab form, it's four three two going to two three two. Okay, and that's basically it. Those are all the substitutions. So you can take that sort of theory and in theory write some interesting sort of chord progressions and stuff like that. I might actually play around with that and uh, get back to you in a little bit. Okay, I'm gonna play around with it. I'll talk to you uh, in a little bit. Bye for now. Hey, how's it going? I am brand new to this theory. And what I did was, when I was talking about the substitution tones, I took it to my piano slash organ and I tried to randomly pick three chords. In this case, I just picked something simple to practice on. So like a... So D, D major. C and then G and then I applied randomly what this guy was talking about with the two for one two for three four for three etc etc and I this is what I came up with so I said a two for one for the D which is like this so that F sharp is going to E and then for the C I randomly picked a seven for one so that would be like um, The C, that C is going down to a B because it's going to the seventh. And then G, I said two for three. So what is two for three? That is like a two for three. Anyway, what I'm doing is I'm going from, oh, this is really complicated, but it's not complicated, but it is. Okay. Yeah, that B goes down. B is the third of the chord, and we're going to the two. Okay, so if that makes any sense, altogether this sounds like this. Okay. So it's kind of interesting. I mean, I don't know if I could use it for a composition or anything, but it's a different way of looking at it. What if I did it in reverse? Like um, what I'm going to do here is say it's like a, let me do everything in reverse to see if it sounds different. That's kind of cool. And then for the last one, it's like a... I think I like the better in reverse, actually. So it's like a... I think it works better that way. Oops, I messed it up. Sorry, sorry. Let's do this in reverse again. So that E is going up to F sharp. And then it's... kind of cool and then resolving to D anyway it's kind of an interesting concept I'm gonna play around with this some more and see if I come up with something cool okay talk to you later bye for now hey guys what's up I'm back again I'm doing a quick little um, segment here I'm going through all the uh, what do you call it? Music Interval Theory Academy uh, YouTube videos. 
and they're talking about a scale I basically don't think I've ever used in my compositions called the octatonic scale. And it's hard to get my head around it, but basically the idea is it's eight notes and uh, it has a very easy to remember interval structure because it's a space of a one, then a two, then a one, then a two, then a one, it just goes back and forth. And apparently there are four roots. So they pulled up uh, one in the key of C right now. I don't even have my guitar plugged in. I'm just gonna talk about it. But um, I'll play it for you. I don't know if you can hear it. It's, here it is, I'll play it first. So wait a second, let me start again. So if you think of it in terms of four roots, it's very easy to uh, remember it. Because each root is a semitone to the next note. So for example, it's C to D flat. So C is the first root. And then uh, E flat to E. E flat to E, E being, sorry, E flat being the next root. And then you guess where this is going, F sharp to G. F sharp being the next root, and then A to B flat. Uh, of course, A being the next root, and then finally back to C. So the roots are like. Well, the root, roots, sorry, these roots make up a diminished chord. So watch this. That's really cool. Sorry, I'll play it again. So you get that, those are the roots, okay? So I'll play it again because I'm just looking at the um, actual sheet music right now to play it. So it's. So that's really cool to think of it that way. So each note in between is not a root. So the uh, D flat is not a root. Uh, the E is not a root. The G is not a root, and the B flat is not a root. But I guess that makes up another diminished chord. The non-root notes make up another diminished chord. Let's play the non-root notes. Yeah, that sounds like another diminished chord. Okay, I think I'm working out the mystery of the scale here. What a crazy scale. Okay. So again, um, I'm just going to end it because this is long-winded. I'm sort of exploring it as I'm talking about it. Again, the octatonic uh, scale, C, D flat, E flat, E, F sharp, G, A, B flat, and C. Okay, that is the octatonic scale. I'm only one minute into this video, one minute and 52 seconds into this video, and um, I'm going to watch it for, uh, for the rest of it. And I might jump in and add another segment. Okay, talk to you later. Bye for now. Okay, I just finished the video on the octatonic scale from the uh, Music Interval Theory Academy. And they were talking about a lot of stuff. But what I found really interesting was that um, this C octatonic scale within it contains the structure for two dominant chords. Those chords being C7 uh, C dominant seven and F sharp seven. Because if you look at the notes in the scale, the notes are C, D flat, E flat, E, F sharp, G, 
A, B flat, and then C, right? So if you wanna pick out the notes, they're all here actually. So we got a C, E, G, and a B flat. That makes up a C7, a C7, yeah, C7 chord. Because C being the root, E being the third, G being the fifth, and B flat being the seventh. It also contains an F sharp seven, because F sharp is the root, a B flat or A sharp is the third. And then we have, do we have a C sharp? Yeah, we do, C sharp, it was the D flat. Yep, it contains that. And then it also has an E, which is the seventh. Okay, that's really interesting. So that's cool. And then I guess if you go from the E flat, it will have an E flat seven two because E flat is also root. And I guess from A to A is another root. I'll have to work it out, but I think that. Anyway, the point being, I noticed that there's a C7 chord in there, an F sharp dominant seven. A C dominant seven. And okay, so basically what I'm gonna do now is I am gonna play around. They said I could use it over any dominant structure. So in theory, if I find a track in the key of F, F, and then C7 is the five chord. So when it goes to the five chord, I can actually play the octatonic scale. And I guess in theory, same with something with F sharp, uh, F sharp seven. And what would the be? Something in B major. So I'm gonna go now and play with some backing tracks and see if I can get this octonic scale to work for me over those. And that's really cool. Okay, I'll be back in a sec. Bye for now. Okay, so, uh, so check this out. I was actually playing, um, uh, in my last video, I was exploring the octatonic scale. And I've never done this before, and I was playing, I found a backing track on YouTube, and a very general backing track in the key of F major. So the chords are F, D minor, B flat, and of course those chords are, sorry if I'm out of tune, I'm just, I'm focusing on the theory aspect now, but I think I'm relatively in tune. Anyway, F being the one chord, D minor being the six chord, minor six chord, B flat being the four chord, right? And the all important C being the dominant chord. So every time I hit the C, I play the uh, octatonic scale, starting in C, like it goes like a. Something like that. Anyway, I will play, and uh, I think it kind of works. I think it really totally works. So I'll just get in the groove here and I'll play this right now. Hold on. Octatonic now. F major. It seems pretty seamless, hey? I mean, the idea so I think it kind of works like you just um, basically I'm soloing for the first three chords the F it's all you know straight up pentatonic or major Ionian F 
but then I switch to the uh, octatonic over the C. And I think it sounded pretty seamless. And actually, it's pretty uh, addictive sounding, so I think I'm gonna use this a lot more. I'll just do it one more time. Sorry about this, this is so much fun to play over. Octatonic. That works. Actually, I'm gonna look for a track next in B major, because I wanna try that other F sharp uh, dominant chord, F sharp seven dominant chord. That would sound really cool, I think. Okay, I'll look for one in B major. One second, I'll be back soon, bye. Okay, check this out. Okay, so I pulled up a B major. Um, oh, some notification just came on my other iPad. Don't worry about it. <clears throat> uh, B major scale, scale, scale. Yeah, I can't speak today, sorry. What are the chords? C sharp minor? Sorry, I'm in the middle of it right now. F sharp. So these are the chords. B, the one chord. G sharp minor. C sharp minor. F sharp. That's the one chord, right? I guess that's the minor six chord. That's the two chord. Yeah, so let me say it again. Okay, so D, that's the one chord. F sharp minor, that must be the sixth chord. Uh, yep, yep. So it's like a D. And C sharp minor, which is the two chords, like a two, five, one. So that it's ending like a two, five, one sort of thing. But so it's like a. Anyway, point being, long-winded explanation, I'm going to use the octatonic scale. Uh, previously, I used it in that other example. There was an F major, but this time I'm in B major, and I had to play through it and get it under my fingers, um, this octatonic scale, starting in F sharp. So starting in F sharp, it would be... Like that, right? Sorry. I just got to memorize the fingering. Okay, enough spoken here. I'm going to play over the thing. You know, I'm going to, every time it hits the F sharp, I'm going to play the octatonic scale. And I think it works. Uh, let me know if it does. I'm pretty sure it works pretty good. So here we go. I'll be major here. First three chords. Here we go. Perfect, Dave. the scale that well so that's why I'm just running up the octatonic scale from the 
Later on, I want to get more creative and add some more interesting phrasing using that octatonic scale, but uh, yeah, I think it works over it. And actually, those last three notes are in the scale of B major anyway. Okay, that's pretty cool. I am going to get back to the um, music theory, music interval theory academy um, page and learn more stuff. Okay, bye for now. Okay, I was watching another video from the Music Interval Theory Academy. <clears throat> and um, he's talking, the name of the video is Guitar Hacks, Everything You Need to Know About Diminished Scales Explained. Now some of it I understood completely, other parts I didn't quite understand completely. But what sounds really cool is he was playing, I guess it's, um, he was referring it to a split octave scale or most people refer to it as the C diminished scale. And some of the notes didn't line up exactly. But anyway, what I'm trying to say is he was saying that you could comp with these various chords over that. And it sound, they are all related by a third. So let me just explain what I mean by that. So if you take C, you, you go C down to A, down to F sharp, down to E flat. So that's what he was doing. C down to, where am I here? A, F sharp, E flat, C. So they all have two, two spaces in between. So they're all down a minor third, right? So we can take those root notes and he had these little um, chord structures. So the C would be like that, right? Then it's A, then it's F sharp, then it's E flat, then back to C. And those sound really cool just as a progression. Anyway, so I spent time learning the, um, the mini triads he was talking about in the middle. So he plays a C on the fifth fret. And these are all the, um, the D string, the G string, and the B string. So it's a five, 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 right? And then you make it A major by going. So that would be a, what is it here? Seven, six, five, seven, six, five. Then after that, it goes to the F sharp major. And that's um, F sharp, C sharp, and A sharp. And <clears throat> again, in tab on those three strings would be, um, oh boy, nine, eight, six, and seven. Eight, six, and seven. That's the F sharp. And then it goes to E flat. You just bar it all on eights, eight, eight, eight. And then finally to the C, another C up here. So it's like a oops, I think I did that wrong. Sorry, the last one was wrong. Yep. So I played over a blues backing track. It didn't sound that great, some parts of it. It sounded kind of weird. I wasn't used to the sound. So I'm not really sure how to use this yet. But anyway. It has 
an interesting sound, and I'm going to explore more about how to use this. <clears throat> um, what was I going to say? So the key part is they're all down like um, down minor thirds. C, A, F sharp, E flat, C. We can go up. C, E flat, F sharp, A, C. Sorry about my bad singing. Those are the roots. Okay, I'm going to explore more on how to use this and keep exploring videos. Okay, bye for now. I'll be back soon. Take it easy. Uh, hey guys, check this out. I was watching another video on the Music Theory, Music Interval Theory Academy. And um, it's they're not really giving a lot of secrets out on the YouTube channel, but I'm trying to pick as much as I can without paying for the course, which is cool. I might get the course one day. But anyway, um, they were talking about a piano composition that was <clears throat> built using the interval of a... Is it a four and a two and then a two and a four? So I moved it around the guitar neck and I found some cool sort of positions. So here's the first one I came up with. So the interval of a, what is it? So I, I'm using uh, delay because it's really hard to do the, um, the, spring, the string spacing is very difficult. So if I use reverb, if I use delay, it overlaps the notes. So you can kind of get an idea for composing. So, so here's the one that's, what is this? That's a three right there, and then a two. So that's the three, two. They never said three, two. Yeah, that's a three, one. Sorry, that's a four, a four and a two. <laughs> so there, the spacing is different. So four is actually a major third, but they say it's four chromatics up. So that would be a C and an E. And then from the E to the F sharp is a two. So you can resolve this up like to the fifth if you want, but. So that's a four and a two. Now we're gonna go up to the F and I decided to do a two and a four. I flipped it around. So it's like a, so there's the two. Okay, so the F to the A Sorry, F to the G is a two. One, yeah, so two chromatics. So, and then from the G to the B is a third. That's um, a two and a four. And you can resolve up to the fifth again like that. And then for the G, Again, it's a four and a two. It's really hard to get your head around this, but a four and a two. Okay, so that's basically it. Why did I pick these three root notes? Because it's a basic. It's the one chord to the four chord to the five chord. It's a very standard progression. But I use these interesting intervals to create uh, a mini composition. So I'll just play the whole thing together. I keep messing. I'll play it better. One second. 
keep messing up because it's really hard to think about the intervals. That's the general idea. I am gonna play with that some more. It's really interesting. Anyway, that's the general concept. I didn't really come up with anything amazing, but it is interesting sounding. Something I wanna explore more. So I'm gonna get back to these uh, videos on YouTube. Okay, talk to you later, bye for now. Okay, so check this out. I have been hearing about this Lydian dominant scale through many sources. I listen to a lot of jazz uh, podcasts about playing jazz on, uh, there's a lot of great podcasts. I can recommend a lot of jazz guitar and jazz piano podcasts. But anyway, they keep referring to this Lydian dominant and I wasn't really sure what it is and I researched it and it's pretty simple to understand. And I don't know why I never researched this before, but <clears throat> basically a normal, let's go, my next example will be in the key of A. So uh, let's first talk about A Lydian. So A Lydian will be. So that's the A Lydian scale. Of course, the notes are A, then it's B, then it's the major third, which is C sharp. And then here's the raised fourth, which is D sharp. And then it goes, and of course it goes to the E. E, it goes to E, and then it goes up to F sharp, and then it goes to G sharp, which is a leading tone, sort of, and to the A. Leading tone to the A. Okay, so that's the A Lydian scale. Now the difference between the dominant, and this is super simple, it's just got the flattened seventh in it. And that I didn't realize, realize it was that simple, but that's the only difference. So here it is. So it's got the A, it's got the B, it's got the major third, which is C sharp. It's got the raised fourth, the same. It's got the, the E. And then it's got the F sharp. But here's the big difference here. It's got a G, right? Which is the flattened seventh. And then it goes to A. Now, I researched how to use it. So it's great over, for example, the guy on another YouTube video I was watching was saying it was great over an A blues. But usually, and I worked it out too, I looked at all the notes of the A7 chord, the D7 chord, and the E7 chord. And according to the notes of the E Lydian dominant, it will only work over the A7. It won't work over the D7 because uh, it has a sharp uh, fourth, and it won't work over the five chord, the E7, because it has uh, no seventh. It's got, doesn't have the B. But anyway, it, it clashes because it has the G instead of the G sharp, and the G sharp is in the E7 chord. Anyway, long story short, it will, in this example, it will only work over the A7 chord, which is the number one chord. So I went to YouTube and I pulled up a straight blues in A backing track. And I will, every time I hit the A7 chord, which is quite a bit, 
I will play the dominant Lydian dominant. And otherwise I will just play the pentatonic blues scale in A. So here we go, let's do it. Here we go. There it is. Okay, we're gonna go and do it again. Here we go again. A blues. I made a mistake there. Okay, so you get the idea. Every time I hit, hit the A7 chord, which is the one chord, the one seven chord in this case. Anyway, it works great over that because it's got the A in it. It's got the E in it, which is up here. And it's got the, it's got the C sharp in it, which is in A7. And it's got the G, the all important G, which is the flat seventh. Anyway, that is how, in a very quick way I researched how to use the Lydian dominant scale. Okay, I hope this was helpful. It was helpful to me. And I'm going to get back to studying the uh, music. Uh, the other side I was talking about, what's it called again? Uh, da, 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 da. It's called the Music Interval Theory Academy. Okay, I'll be back soon as I research more. Bye for now. <clears throat> hey guys, I took a break from that other website. Because uh, it's getting a little confusing to understand what they're talking about. The uh, Music Interval Theory Podcast, whatever it's called. So I was searching around on YouTube and I found this other channel that was really interesting. I'm looking for um, patterns, interval patterns and composing music. Different ways to use patterns and intervals to write music. And uh, I came across this channel called Orchestra Studio. And he's got a video called How to Write Like Danny Elfman, Interval Patterns and Composing Music. And it's a great video. And um, it gave me a couple good ideas. But one that really stood out was um, this idea where you pick any two notes to create like a pattern. Do, 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 do. And whatever two notes. And then you find different chords to play underneath those two notes. And it's a great way to create non-functional harmony ideas. And I tried to come up with my own idea, but it was taking too long. So I just taking one from the video. So he's got this one idea and it just rotates from a C to an A, right? Like this. Very simple, right? So you got to think of all the chords that would uh, include a C and an A. So in this example, in the video, he uses um, A minor going to F over A. 
and then D7. And that's a cool idea. Um, I'm gonna try to create my own versions of this, but uh, what does this sound like? Let me play it for you. It's kind of a, a really interesting compositional idea, and I think I will use that for something. Okay, um, I'll talk to you later. I'm going to search up different interval patterns for composing music uh, pretty soon, but it's getting late. I might end up ending for today, but I might just go a little longer. We'll see. Okay, talk to you later. Bye for now.